Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who likes to see movies in his imagination. It's Frank. How are you today? I imagine I'm doing quite well. Um, I think that uh, my uh, my house ha- has a nice nice vines out front, you know, uh, just going up and down the fence to really make it uh, have that nice old New England look. That's that's what I imagine. Um, Your house? Yeah. Your... Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of went off, you know. Just, I just, did I say uh... house or did I mean, did I say movie? No, 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 no. You said you said movie. I was just, you know, my just imagining a just, house. Just imagining my, my what my home might look like. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Frank, what are you uh, drinking today? Too much of something, apparently. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm having a this is a a, a a local microbrewery. So local, I actually don't even know where their where their uh, facility is. But this is the Earth Eagle Brewing Company um, American Lager. It is a Piscataqua American mm. Lager. Um, and anyone who has driven through, uh, New Hampshire and Maine might recognize the Piscataqua bridge is the bridge that connects, uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire to Kittery, Maine. So if you've mm. driven up 95 up that way, you've crossed the Piscataqua bridge. And this is, uh, an American lager that is named after it. Um, it is a nice, refreshing, uh, very light lager and, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Nice. Uh, but I just picked it up at my local market, and it's been fantastic. I'm loving it. Oh, good for you. What, pray tell, are you drinking? I am drinking a Boulevard Brewing Company Magic Drip. Oh, that's a good one. It isn't it a good one? It is the uh, the barrel-aged, weeded imperial stout with Colombian coffee. And I am drinking this one because I feel that it is semi-related to our topic, magic. Okay, sure, sure. Right, yeah, um, but it's good, um, and we're almost out of stout season, unless you're Frank, um, and stout season is oh, just well, then beginning. It's never, yeah. <laughs> uh, what? It's getting warm out. Get the stouts. <laughs> Get the stouts. <laughs> I actually did. I did have uh, for St. Patrick's Day. I did have a bunch of Guinness in the house. So Not, oh, good. That. Yeah, it's good. I actually, I don't remember the last time I had a real Guinness. I got the the one on nitro. Mm-hmm. Um, which they had in cans this year, um, or in bottles rather, mm-hmm. um, and I really, really enjoyed that. It was really nice to have it nice and uh, nice and smooth and uh, yeah, silky. That's good. I mean, it's really as close as you can get to having it from the tap there. It, yeah, it doesn't travel super well. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's the closest you're gonna get in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I love a good Guinness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Frank, uh, this is an unusual 
timely episode, but we're squeezing in something a little bit different because uh, I'm here to talk about Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods, a movie that uh, <clears throat> recently came out this weekend. But you Is that the one with Sinbad as the as the genie? You nailed and- it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, but it's the second one, Fury of the Gods. I thought that for I thought it didn't happen. I thought it was a Mandela effect. Okay. No. No, maybe no, it definitely happened. Was that a Mandela thing? No. It can't be. It's a real thing. Um I not refuse. a real thing. I refuse. It's not apparently it's just, I remember it too, but it's not a real thing. No, it's just the Matrix. It's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> so, like, it's okay. Um so anyway, no, I'm here to talk about uh Shazam Fury of the Gods, but you haven't seen it. Um, I oh, no, and, and I feel really uh, yeah. I feel not great about it, but I, I was not able to get it get to it. Well, that's okay on, Frank. on release weekend anyway. That's okay, Frank, because today's episode is our ever classic. Hit me with your best shot. Hit me with your best shot. Why don't you hit me with your best shot? All right, hit me with your best shot. Uh, in which I'm going to convince Frank to see this movie he might see on his own. It's actually hard to tell because Shazam, I feel like, is not a character that you care anything about uh, or very little about anyway. Not in comics, no, but I really liked Zachary Levi's take in the first film. So Okay. All right, well, that's some groundwork. To, so, what, so this is going to be the hype machine, and I'm here to tell you why the second film, I think, is better than the first one, Minority Opinion. I'll have you know. Um, okay. And so uh, my non-spoiler review before we get into the spoiler is that I like. I think I liked it more than the first one, which the first one mm-hmm. I find charming. It's fun. It's it is, But I they the second one just dives completely into the the more bonker fun side of Shazam and mm. along with its maybe mythical origins uh, that the first one doesn't really uh it, it spends obviously some time with it, with the seven deadly sins and the the wizard and whatever. Sure. But it like gives us a lot more than that in this movie. And so, um, so I really liked it for all those things. And I think everybody, pretty much everybody, uh, delivers, um, in their roles. Uh, and uh, and I won't speak to any more than that, except it is out of all the crop of the DC EU movies to come out. You know, starting yep. with Man of Steel to this. I think it's actually like my third or fourth movie. Like I really enjoyed it. It's kind of undulterated fun. Like, like it, like I'm not going into Shazam expecting Citizen Kane. So sure. I'm expecting it to be an enjoyable two hours and that's exactly what it gave me. So hooray. Um, Well, great, great. Right. So let me tell you with spoilers, why, you should actually bother to see this movie. Please, spoil away. Okay. So, it starts off in a way that I can't remember because I have only seen this movie once. <laughs> That's not a very good spoiler. No. is it? Well, you know, I, I didn't say there'd be good spoilers. I just said eventually there would be spoilers. But sure, I remember. Okay. So, it starts in Greece at the um, uh, Pantheon um, Museum. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and these two like, uh, garbed helmeted figures, like Roman soldier, Greek soldier esque, um, kind of roll up and it's the wizard's staff. Like Shaz- the wizard Shazam's staff is on display broken in half. Sure. I didn't remember from the first one. 
that Shazam oh, broke it in half. Broke, okay. Right, because that's what um, Dr. Savannah wanted. Like, that was part of his thing. I didn't remember any of that. I didn't bother to watch the first one again. I don't have time for those types of things anymore. You know, remember the days yeah. when a new movie would come out and you'd be like, well, yeah. I'll watch all 10 MCU movies before the 11th yeah, right, one. Right, right, Because I have time. Yeah, what? I have to get ready for, for Iron Man 3, so i got to watch all the movies leading up to it just so that I don't forget anything. Right. I barely have to, and now I barely have time to yeah. see the new one. That's yeah, great. no. Never mind, go backwards. Yeah. See the movie itself. I don't have time for homework before a movie. Are you oh kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, no, I do not. Um, so anyway, so they, um, so it turns out these two, these two people, these two soldiers, one of them is Lucy Liu, and one of them uh, is yes, Helen okay. Mirren, uh, and they are two out of the three villains of the story one of them is calypso and the other one is hespera and they are mm. the daughters of atlas the, the you know the man who holds the sky the, the man, man who, who shrugs holds up the sky exactly the man who shrugs <laughs> that's good um and so alice how you doing huh? <laughs> <laughs> end of book Anne rand could have said it in many less words <laughs> uh and so they they're they take the staff they want to, you know, unite the pieces together. They basically kill everybody in the museum um, in, like, the David Sandberg, like, slightly 80s horrific but somehow still manageable for a superhero movie kind of way mm -hmm. where you're like, wow, this could just be – it's like it tips towards the, like uh, – it tips towards the edge of despair or too violent and just okay. holds itself back enough to, um, to like – keep within its rating it's very he's very good at that he does that a few times in this movie um so just just walks up to the line but doesn't cross it exactly um uh -huh. yeah i mean he did that in the first movie too with all the um like a board members getting killed by the seven deadly sure. sins like um you know like it just tipping to the point of horrific and it and yep. it stays and it stays back but um uh so um so anyway that's happening and then it flashes to shazam on a couch and he's having like you know trying to keep the family together he's like everybody wants to go and do their own thing but i'm like i'm trying to keep the family together we're supposed to do everything together or not at all you know and all this stuff and it pivots and the guy's like you do know that i'm not a psychiatrist but i'm a pediatrician um, <laughs> yes yeah. I saw that in the trailer. <laughs> it's like yeah well this this guy billy batson you know he like gave me your he said you'd be good at this so just like he just goes to his pediatrician. It's like <laughs> so good. Um, but it kind of sets up the movie's themes, you know, like Billy who had who wanted nothing to do with um, you know, being part of, you know, that foster family. Sure. Um, is now actually the one trying to keep the foster family together. Um, mm -hmm. he's gonna turn eighteen in a few months, so he thinks that they're gonna Rosa and um Pedro, no, Victor, um, the parents are going to kick him out of the house. Uh -huh. um, and so, like, he's going to lose the family again. But, like, Freddie's trying to do his own thing. You know, Darla's being Darla. You know, Mary didn't end up going to college, and she ended up staying around. Mm. And so they can all be superheroes. And so they sure. go to save a bridge from collapsing. Non, you know, super, super villain heroics. Just, like, okay. you know, yep. total, like accidents happen the bridge is going to collapse and it's <clears throat> good teamwork good saving um and the bridge ends up collapsing anyway which is great uh, it's like one of those like and now 
we're gonna one thing we have to do is make sure this bridge doesn't collapse. Smash cut to bridge collapse in the water. It's awesome. <laughs> it's great. Nice. Um and so they're actually known this group is known as the um the Philadelphia the Philly Fiascos, the Philadelphia Fiascos. That's like their superhero team name that the news has given them. So it's like cool, real cool, split cool. on like what like what works and what doesn't. And so we spent some time in the Rock of Eternity, but they turned it into a clubhouse. Um, oh, so it's got like big screen TVs and like pillows and couches and like all the stuff. And there's like team meetings and nobody's into it and, and interested <laughs> in whatever else is. It's all fun. Um, and uh, um, so then we go to school and, and uh, Freddie's getting picked on by, I think, the two bullies from the first movie okay. are in there. And Freddie meets this girl named Anne. Turns out Anne is Anthea, the third daughter of Atlas. Uh, oh. But they have like some romantic love stuff going on and whatever else. And they have great chemistry and it really works. Um, also, Diedrich Bader is in there as a teacher just for fun. Cool. Um, which is very fun. Um, and so anyway, long story short, Anthea ends up having to reveal herself as a goddess. Freddie feels also very betrayed. Um mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he gets kidnapped and uh, winds up in their realm, the god realm, you know, kind of Mount Olympus-esque. And it turns out the wizard Shazam is still alive and is their prisoner. Uh, ooh. Ooh, yeah, right? So more Digimon Hinzu, which is also great. Um, and uh, to kind of pivot away from the story, what I think I really liked most about this movie is the intricacy of detail on the on the sets and the costumes and whatever else like everywhere you turn they're just like they just went for some really cool mm. ray harry housing style designs um, fun yeah it's like real fun and they definitely went for um practical over cg through the okay. movie which is really cool like there's a, a scene later which like there's like a bus collapsing in on itself and they had a real bus collapse in on of itself instead of it make it CG. So like wow. the movie okay. just feels, the movie just feels a little bit more real, kind of like the first one in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like they mm -hmm. they went for, um, they went for in camera as much as possible. Um, so basically, um, <clears throat> the whole thing is they need to, they the the three daughters of Atlas are angry at the Shazam family because. What the wizard did, or the Council of Wizards, is take the power of all the gods in Shazam's name. You know, Mercury, Zeus, you know, whatever all the other ones are. I can't remember. Um, and trap all those powers in the wizard's staff. And so when Billy broke it, he released, he basically released the chain that blocked off these goddesses from uh, coming into the real world to enact their revenge. Um, and so that's how they get there and why they're there. And so okay. the staff steals their powers. And so uh, so the threat is if they come across Hesper or Calypso or whatever, they are no longer Freddy the superhero. They're just regular Freddy or, you know, Pedro or Eugene or whatever or Darla or Mary. They just become their regular selves in an instant. Um, and so there's oh, okay. a – So there's like an actual real threat because – so many of them, what they feel makes them special, especially Freddy, which is most arguably it's really his movie more than anybody else's. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Freddy's disabled. 
you know, like that's not. And so being, being Captain Every Power is, I think, is the, the, the name he gives himself. <laughs> Captain Every Power. And Shazam is Captain Every Power Jr., which I think is a hilarious Captain Marvel, <laughs> Captain Marvel Jr. reversal. Um, that's great. It is. But, you know, it's like, who is he if he's not super? And that's the question he's trying to figure out right. for himself. You know, just right, right. Billy's trying to figure out, like, who is he without a family that he originally didn't want? Um, and so, like, everybody calls Rosa their mom-mom, except for Billy. He still calls her Rosa. So as much as he, like, wants his family to stay together, he still hasn't even, like, fully joined the family. Like, right. you know, like, in yeah. his own way. So there's, like, he's really nice it's really nice thematically about like choosing to belong or not to belong and how you belong and how you fit in and all this uh and all this good stuff that works for the movie because they're all teens um but uh arguably they spend so much time as superheroes um like they're really given um the superhero actors adam brody and ross butler and DJ Catrona and Grace Caroline Curry, they're making good. They're like all actually really given stuff to nice. do as opposed to the you know the last one. Right. Just like the cameo. Basically. Basically. Um and so uh so the goddesses are trying to get once they get the staff, they're trying to get this golden apple, you know, like Greek mythology. Um because sure. the if it will give birth or re it will um uh, uh, their um, their realm will be reborn once they plant the thing. So, um, and so Anthea and Helen Mirren, and so Rachel's like, right now, and they're like, let's do it. We're going to plant it in here. Like, in our yep. realm, it's going to be beautiful. And Lucy Lou's like, or we could plant it in the mortal realm and kill everyone because they <laughs> stole everything from us and we should just, you know, do everything back to them. And so you get uh, Rachel Zegler, who's like, well, I met Freddie one time and I love him. So, no. Oh, cool. Uh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, and then um, without ever saying it just like that. And then you have Helen Mirren, who like, I, surprise, surprise, she gives a layered performance, um, you know, no in kidding. a movie that doesn't deserve it. But, you know, um, but she's like that. I'm not interested in killing mortals. I really just wanted I wanted our, what is rightfully ours back, you know, um, and she actually has this really good conversation with Shazam about like. You know, you think that these powers belong to you, but they don't. Like, if someone broke into your house and took your stuff and then dropped your stuff on the sidewalk and some random dude picked it up and said, oh, it's my stuff now, it's really not that person's stuff. It's yeah, still the original right. owner's stuff. You sure, just happen sure, to think course. that it's yours. And so, um, and so the conflict between the three of them... Um, kind of surmounts it to the the golden apple getting planted in the in the mortal realm which releases a bunch of mythical creatures uh all throughout um Philadelphia but it went here's it went full ray harryhausen like there's like the cyclops like that's actually the ray harryhausen cyclops with the little horn on top of his head and it's like down to the letter the it's so no it's yeah it's so fun awesome. it's so fun there's like a a bunch of other stuff there's a a dragon that protects the protects the tree that's completely made out of wood um you know which is oh. just a really cool design um and there's this thing that's like so fun and so well that everybody's lost their powers except for shazam except for billy they're all trying to figure out how to get rid of the creatures you know and billy's trying to figure out how to 
do everything else. And uh, and the wizard's like, oh, well, the unicorn is, you know, like the thing that everyone's afraid of. Um, and so Dar was like, freaking love unicorns. Let's do this. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, not like the unicorns, you know, like they are horribly deadly and mean and vicious and whatever else. And she's like, okay. <laughs> Darla has this oh, thing no. in the entire movie of putting Skittles in people's pockets to make them feel better. Um, <laughs> and so... So they like come finally catch a uniform, a uh, unicorn, and it is like, it kind of looks like a beefy version of the uh, not the Grim. What's the thing in Harry Potter? Like the horses that only people who have witnessed death can see. You know. What I'm oh, about? I mean, I remember that concept. I just don't remember the what it was called. I can use a lookup. Yeah, uh, yeah. Use a while you while you carry on. Yeah. Um. So they they come across they come across those and they're like oh how do you get the unicorn on your side well you need ambrosia well we don't have ambrosia so so Darla throws skittles at the unicorn and she's like taste the rainbow um, vestrels by the way vest yeah vestrels thank you um and so it looks like a beefy like like muscle vestrel with a horn um gotcha and uh and so she throws skittles at the at the <laughs> the unicorn and the unicorn's like hell yeah skittles let's do this so then, <laughs> the, so the then it's just yeah right so then it's just shazam the shazam family without their powers riding unicorns down the street of philadelphia it's like this movie's totally bonkers like and <laughs> like wild. but it's so fun because it just doesn't take itself too seriously yeah there's the pen there's a pen in the library at the rock of eternity called steve and he like writes whatever you say <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like, and he'll like, look stuff like he'll write like Steve, like it's basically like an, a magic AI. And he's like, sure. Like, look, you know, Steve, what books, like, what about this? What do you know? And he like writes the book titles down so you can go research and like all this different stuff. But he also like writes notes that like turn into birds and like fly to the gods to, you know, sure, sure, sure. to deliver messages, but they don't proofread the notes. And so they're like, no, Steve, no, say this. And it like goes to that, but it's just Helen Mirren reading this ridiculous note and it's just all done with such wit and charm it's just fun i saw an interview with helen mirren that said like oh you do like fast and the furious and you're in shazam too like but you're also helen mirren so like right why <laughs> like basically <laughs> and she's like oh i love doing these these types of movies no acting required it's great <laughs> yeah she's like you just show That's up amazing. you're in your cool costume and there's big explosions all around you and you just got to look cool and say your line she's like it's so much fun yeah but honestly so, that sounds sounds like a dream job uh, yeah when yeah. she puts it that way yeah yeah i mean she's a shakespearean actress like why wouldn't she want to play sure a god you know like this is it's it's high camp it's theater that's like like it's high camp greek theater it's true that's what you know that's what all of this is so um so long story short, I mean the um Billy's big thing with his god powers with his Shazam powers is like he's like I'm not actually a god, I'm just a kid who has these superpowers and doesn't even have a superhero name. Like, you know, what is my superhero name? I don't know. Um and so it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so long story short, he realizes the only way to save everybody is to die actually. And so, like, to ah. sacrifice himself, big bomb, dra kills the dragon, destroys the tree, whatever else, all this stuff. And so, um, and so he sacrifices himself and actually does die, which is wild. Like, and, wow. and so, and Helen Mirren kind of watching the whole thing, she's like, hmm, a god after all. Because isn't that hmm. the ultimate sign of a god mm. for its people is mm -hmm. to sacrifice yourself? Um, 
instead of just Where have Lord I heard over. that one? Hmm, I don't know. Sounds familiar, right? Yeah. Um, so I just I just liked it thematically. Like it really worked for me. And like he really does he really does die. But the fun part about all of that is throughout the movie, Billy has this um almost unhealthy attraction to um uh Wonder Woman. And he even has a oh. dream about Wonder Woman in a restaurant. And he's oh, like, no. you know, let's make it work. Like you're you're thousands of years old and I'm just me. I'm Shazam. But like we're gonna do it. We're like we're gonna make this work. And he like stands up and they're ready to kiss and the wizard's face appears to him like on Wonder Woman's body and he's like, <laughs> Betty Batson, I have to tell you about all this stuff. And he's like, ah <laughs> like it's so it's so weird. It's like it's it is just a deep fake, but it's like oh, it's okay. so Weird looking. But, but it's was so it funny. was it Gal actually there? Like did so, she actually So it's interesting. So it wasn't in that scene, but she actually shows up at the end. They bury oh. Billy under the like the golden apple tree in the realm of the gods. Uh-huh. And and Wonder Woman shows up because they're like the only person that can actually help him is another god and all the gods are dead. Spoiler, all three of those goddesses die. And Anthea loses her powers. So blah, blah, okay. blah, so she's still around, but she loses her powers. She's not a god anymore. And Wonder Woman shows up. Nice. They play the theme. Oh, yeah. The whole, yeah. It was weirdly out nice. of place for what was happening, but I didn't care because it's the Wonder Woman theme. Um, and so she, um, because she is, you know, she's the daughter of Zeus. She um, she channels her godliness and lightning as she does. She harnesses lightning as we as we are aware, you know, sure. she can slingshot through it. Wonder Woman 84 or whatever. Um and uh and she resurrects Billy Batson. Um so um so he you know, he's back, baby. Um he's been nice. dead for like five minutes, but he back. Um and so uh so he has a little conversation with Wonder Woman. She was definitely there on set with him. They're in the same frame, which I thought was cool. actually nice where you're like she just didn't like shoot coverage around her or whatever. Right, like, right, right. No, they yeah, actually she was actually there together. with them, which is or if she wasn't, they did a really, really good job at sure. combining them together. But um it actually was cameo with purpose, which I, I yeah, think yeah. I liked about it. Like yeah, she, really. she like she is the last god of this of this DC universe. Right. And so I just liked that like they actually utilized her in a way that served the mythology that they were like building. And they even, and like when he came back to life, Shazam's like, you buried me. And I was gone for like five minutes. <laughs> so he sees one of he's like, you got my bird letter. Like you got my note from Steve. <laughs> like, and so it like tied in like the stuff, like how was she even there? Because he had the forethought to even like send a message to her ahead nice. of time. So, because part of the joke of the movie is that, he has all of these powers, but he does not have the wisdom of Solomon. Sure. Okay, just like okay, the, okay. Mm, they're all like, I don't, I think you missed that one. Um, <laughs> and so like, he actually like, you like you see him actually utilize all of the God's powers, like subtly and not subtly in, yep. in its own way. Um, and so, yeah. And then there are two post credit scenes. Uh, one of them is, um, now I can't remember their names, so I'm going to use my lookup. Um, uh, if my keyboard would work, I would use my lookup. Um, the so while you're doing that, um, I, I love that. I love that they had the Wonder Woman cameo. I love that it sounds like it was a functional <laughs> thing and not just 
you know, I just, hey, here, it, this is fun. She's here. But I love that the the very end of the first movie had a little Superman cameo really quick. Not actually Henry, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now we have a Wonder Woman cameo. So if they do a third one, we're going to have to get Batfleck. I mean, what I actually thought was interesting is that you're right. There are two of them, and they did talk about a Batman one, but I guess it got nixed. Like, they okay. weren't going to do it because at the time, and I would say probably even moving forward, that the at like the Flash would because it changes things. Yeah, I see. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like Batflick being there wouldn't fit the narrative, but sure, the gal sure, still sure. gets to be there, so it fits just fine. Because James Gunn did say there's no reason that the Shazam movies can't continue because it doesn't. He said it doesn't directly contradict anything in their universe going forward. Okay. Um, which and it, the fact that Gal Gadot is in this movie would mean that it does not con- like she's still around. Yeah, right. Post this change, so that's fun. Um, okay, that's interesting. That's something we were speculating about, right? When yeah. We did our our coverage of the the James Gunn announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, is like, does yeah, does she stick around? Do, who, yeah, she's, apparently she she sticks around. So it sounds like she might. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so the post credit scene is ancient Amelia, uh, a- agent Amelia Harcourt and. John Economos, which is Jennifer Holland and Steve G from the Peacemaker series. Jennifer Holland is Love James it. Gunn's wife. The she's got blonde mm-hmm. short hair. Um, they're walking up and they're like, Waller wants us to talk to this guy. He said he's really immature, but she wants them to join. Blah blah blah. And it's Shazam, obviously, <laughs> of course, um, yeah. Um, and he's just like at an abandoned gas station, like shooting bottles with lightning. Is like, <laughs> as he does yeah and they're like so we're here to blah 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 we want to want to know if you want to join the justice and he's like yes i'm in wonder woman absolutely society society yeah no, what <laughs> no. <laughs> like no what's that one <laughs> like like just so you know there's like if there's two groups with justice in the title like that's kind of confusing like, like <laughs> nice <laughs> like why like you should think about your branding and like <laughs> um and uh, and so whether he actually is going to be in the Justice Society, which he has been in the past. He um, has been, yeah. So, but but that then, what my question was that that scene technically also doesn't contradict Black Adam because the Justice right. Society and Waller are connected in Black Adam. Mm-hmm. So I guess mm-hmm. that one is also going to still be canon moving forward. So okay. Dwayne okay. The Rock Johnson's Black Adam is a thing. Huh, that will okay. so it's all a little muddled, but apparently the post credits uh, James Gunn tweeted he's like, no, that does not contradict anything. Interesting. So it's interesting, yeah. Or someone said like, oh, it's a shame that that post credit scene, nothing's going to ever come of that. And his tweet was like, who said that? Who said uh-huh, nothing's going to uh-huh. come of that? Which I find extraordinarily interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I wonder how much truth there is to it, and how much is just like. You know, him just shooting off. I mean, it could be it could be him shooting off, but either way, I don't. Yeah, as of right now, he tends not to misdirect people. Like he's like that's like he he is pretty honest. Sure, um, as much as like as much as he wants to be. Um, and so and then the post credit scene is Doctor Zavanna still in prison. He's got glasses and a beard, and he's got markings all over the wall, like the crazy man, like sure, uh, sure markings. And Doctor Mind, the little caterpillar, shows up. And Savannah's like, where have you been? It's been two years. Like, I've been waiting. Like, what is this master plan? Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. And, and Mr. Mind's like, it takes me a long time to get places. 
<laughs> I'll fly. <laughs> like, um, and he's like, but I got to do one more thing. So hang tight. And then he just leaves. And so I was like, wait, no. <laughs> like, and so, but unfortunately, this movie has not made a lot of money in its opening weekend. Like, pretty below yeah. what they even expected for a low opening. So unless it finds an audience, I doubt we're going to see more of the adventures of the Shazam family. We might see more yeah. Shazam. Um, yeah, I would like scene. to see. Maybe they can, you know, put Zachary Levi in other films. Maybe they give him the Hulk treatment, where they advance his storyline as a as a B plot in other other yeah. films. Yeah, um, I would which, love to see that. Which is but, a shame because I think the whole cast as a unit is what makes the movie the movies work. Like they, everyone's yeah. got really so, good chemistry. Mm. Um, but these kids are aging up quickly. Like, right. I mean, Billy was like barely in high school in the first movie and this one, he's going to be 18. So they've been Shazamming right, right. for years already. Yes. Um, so hmm. I don't know. I say it, more Mary um, Marvel too. Cause I'm a big Mary Marvel fan. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting situation. I think it sort of speaks to the, you know, post pandemic, uh, sort of, film landscape where like it seems like increasingly the the movies that do well at the theater are the really big blockbuster like really big blockbuster like you you gotta see this on a big screen like you gotta see avatar uh way of water on a big screen you gotta see like yep. that kind of sure thing. even top no. gun um <laughs> and and um and the movies that are sort of you know, the smaller ones in, in the big franchises, even those are sort of like, eh, people aren't, aren't, aren't drawn Shazam, to go see it. You... Ant-Man, like these are good examples exactly. of smaller characters, Ant-Man pun intended. Um, uh, <laughs> yes. It, but they, you're right. They're just, they're, they're not audience draws the same they're way. They're not. They're not. A few years ago, they, they might have been more just like, eh, whatever, I'll go to the theater. But now it's like, I'm not going to go to the theater unless it's like worth it. No, well, I mean, even it's just a, it's a, generally going to the theater is expensive. Well, sure, sure, and so, and but I, but I mean, I think the pandemic accelerated that. Sure, um, that that trend it was already heading in that direction, but the last couple of years, really, last three years, really, really um, accelerated that, and I think that you know, Ant Man and this movie maybe suffered more as casualties of that. Where a couple of years ago they would have done fine, like you know, respectable, but not not huge, mm -hmm. and now it's sort of maybe the kind of numbers that are like, all right, yeah, this is. Were this a Disney thing, I, I bet they would be getting, um, they'd be looking at you know Disney Plus releases and that that sort of thing. Um, sure, Warner's doesn't really have a you know the whole Discovery thing with HBO Max. It's kind of unclear what their streaming strategy is going to be going forward. So I don't think they're going to be doing that. But um, I mean, it might mean I mean they, they put it out of forty five days, you know, like whatever sixty ninety days, whatever it is. Um, sure, you know, but not like immediately out right but disney yeah. hasn't been really doing that either um even when movies don't do they haven't done that no no really i guess what i mean is when they they have a place to do like a direct to video sort of strategy if they wanted to sure i mean technically warner brothers does too they just yeah but they're not really using it that way is my, is my no point. they're not We're, well because, disney has been and warner isn't yeah but even disney like did their their dive and they're like well that's not lucrative right so, right yes yeah. Well, what's interesting, this is, a, I think, an entirely different conversation, but, like, Disney said, like, that we're going to go back to pushing physical media because that's, like, what makes money. But yeah, I don't know if the market's going to follow them there. 
Like, and they've actually been very. That's a big change for for Disney in particular because they've actually a few things that have come out on Disney Plus and where there was a big enough audience cry for, oh, can we have a physical version of this? They were sort of hesitant, and, and apparently Disney PR was saying like, yeah, this Blu-rays don't sell. Like Blu-rays don't don't make us any money, so we're just going to keep it on Disney Plus. But that's interesting if they're going to be switching back to that. Maybe there certain demographics do want that. I don't know. I, it's it's tough because like if you do want to watch it, then you, they're going you're going to they'll force yeah. you to buy it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But there's so much content out there. Like, how mm-hmm. much do I really want to watch? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the profit margins on a you know you pay twenty twenty bucks for a Blu-ray or three bucks for a Blu-ray um, versus paying seven dollars a month. Um, you know, they can get 30 bucks out of you for one movie versus you having to pay however many months to make that up. Yep. Depending on how many volumes you sell, uh, on, on how many units you sell rather, you, you might, that might be the better thing for them to do. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's interesting. It is. It is. Well, yeah. hey, that was my recap of Shazam it's, Fury of the Gods. Sounds like such a fun movie. It's, it it's sounds real so, fun. It sounds, yeah. It does not deserve the bad reviews that sure. it's getting. Like, yeah, it's not deep. But, you know, the first one really wasn't that deep either. You know, sure. like, I don't know sure. what everyone was talking about. So, like, it's, you know, I just. Uh, it sounds like it's a meets expectations. Sure. I think the first one, you know what it is? I think it's more generically superhero this okay. time where the first one certainly doesn't feel that way yeah. through the majority of it. Just by the nature of what who Shazam is and, it, you know, working with the foster system and all that stuff. And while that stuff is there most of the movie is about superheroes mm-hmm. like you know or they are at least superheroes in this movie and because of the nature of them having to look like superheroes when they use their powers you would love it because it's a lot of superheroes just talking to one another sure cool it's just a lot of conversations in costume I do like that um so i don't know if that was the turnoff for people but mm. i don't know it i think part of that is that like they didn't have to worry about child labor laws the same way when the kids are in it less because True. it's just, that's just like, it just slows down. It gets more expensive and whatever else. So just make the adults wear the costumes. You get the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. That is interesting. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Huh. I really liked it. I would watch this one again over the first one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like this one, I found more fun. It's, I found it a little more engaging. Um, uh, a little corkier um so i don't know yeah i i know other people who do feel the same way that i feel i have talked to i've talked to a few but most do not feel that way but to each his own i would just like so, to see more of them how many stars do you give it on uh on uh letterbox letterboxd i gave it four like it's okay. like it doesn't do anything offensive like it's good like characterizations are good the stories are good like it knows what it is like that doesn't mean it has to it doesn't have to change cinema to be four or five stars like Mm -hmm. it just it has to be confident in the type of movie that it is and that's exactly what it is it doesn't overstay its welcome it's well it's well paced it's well designed it's well acted considering the con the content of the movie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. can't really ask for anything more it's good well i look forward to seeing the the eventual uh Shazam Black Adam film that comes out. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think so, but yeah. Yeah, I don't, no. yeah, don't think so. 
Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't, I don't think, think so. so. Which is too bad. It's too bad that that, that they they had both of those things going, and and maybe the, the, those tracks are never going to meet. But I know. But and you can, yeah. I mean, that kind of rests at the feet of Dwayne Johnson. He was not interested in crossing over with Shazam at all. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. his Black Adam project had been in gestation long before Shazam. So, yep. you know, but hey, you know, shoot yourself in the foot, shoot somebody else in the foot. Job well done. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I liked the story I got, though. I liked Good. it better than just like, oh, it's Black Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see indeed. Frank, where can well, the people sounds, find us? Sounds like fun. Sounds like something I might want to actually go see. Good. You know, just, just for, for the fun of it. Yeah. Knowing knowing what I'm walking into and just to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you for recapping that. Um, you can find Beer with Geeks at beerwithgeeks.com. You can find us uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please uh, make sure to rate and review and subscribe. Uh, in all those places, uh, you can email us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com you want to support us uh you can do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash thought bubble audio to uh support the network and keep our shows going uh if you are subscribed to beer with geeks then you know that tim and palmer and friends just did a big recap of uh the oscar uh best picture nominees for the most recent oscars ceremony a big recap that was a really fun listen uh that dropped in the beer with geeks feed uh, but that is just one episode of Academy Rewind out of, uh, you know, hundreds that these guys have done. So if you want to check out and support other shows on the network, uh, do that at Patreon uh, and at com. Very nice, Frank. Thank you. A pleasure to talk to you, as always. So until Likewise. next time, thank you. So until next time, cheers. Cheers. Zam. Go, Web, go. <laughs>